guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of By Pumpkin. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's because I took last week off for my birthday. Some of you heard me talking with Ashley on this week's Patreon episode about All-Star 7, Drag Race All-Star 7, I believe, which is one of the best seasons of All-Star, of, I was going to say All-Stars, but that's actually not true. I believe it's one of the best seasons of Drag Race that I've ever seen, and I've been here since the beginning. So... That was cool. But for the rest of you who haven't heard anything from me, uh, my birthday was great. I had a great time. I like to be alone on my birthday. I, I mostly accomplished that. I slept a lot. I don't think I'm getting nearly as much sleep as I used to. Like, because I just have a lot of things I try to get done every day. And so lately, I haven't really been going to sleep till 12, sometimes 1 o'clock in the morning. And on weekdays, my alarm rings at four, between 4.30 and 5. I'm supposed to get out of the bed. So I'm just not getting that much sleep. And on the weekends, I have a new effort to try to get up before my kids get up. So, And those motherfuckers get up like they were construction. They get up like... Like their boss is gonna, their boss is gonna be up their ass if they don't, if they're not on the construction site by day, by daybreak. So I just haven't been getting that much sleep and being able to, I essentially, I sent the kids off to school and I, my husband was like, and what do you want to do? And I was like, go right to sleep. And I went to sleep. That's all I did. Um, and then I got about midday and I went to Red Lobster and I had, uh, some biscuits because you know. Uh, why not? And I, my parents sent me gifts. Uh, my bio dad called me from prison, um, which cost me money, but okay. And, uh, I have many Lego sets that I need to put together. Um, yeah. And then the next day, so I just hung out. That's cool. I'm into a low-key birthday. Uh, so then the next day, my children were like, but we didn't take you out for dinner for your birthday. And I was like, how are you going to take me out for dinner? Y'all don't have any fucking money or a car or a gas card. Well, what are you doing? And they were like, yeah, we're going to take you to Cheesecake Factory. And I'm like, you're going to take me to Cheesecake Factory with whom's money and whom's car with whose gas? And it was like, uh, we don't know. And then my husband was like, I'm, uh, don't worry, I'm going to take you to Cheesecake Factory. Well, sir, we have a joint bank account. So once again, I want to know with whom's money we're going to Cheesecake Factory with. And also, I didn't know he was going. If he goes to Cheesecake Factory, if he goes anywhere, that's $80 to add to the bill. $80, easy. So then, but you know, okay, so... I, I see what it is. The whole family is like, oh, let's celebrate your birth by you taking us place. Okay, so we go. We go. We get there. Uh, we sit down. Uh, Mr. Curtis is uh, agitated um, because the kids are being children. And Bear Bear wants to hug me from across the, the table. And he is crying and, you know, all the normal stuff. Monkey acts weird. When we get in public, he needs a lot of he needs a lot of reassurance. He needs a lot of like, I'm I'm your I'm your monkey baby, aren't I? And and Bunny does similar stuff. So you know, it's stuff I'm used to. Mr. Curtis does not take all five of these children out 
on a regular basis. He's usually at work. In fact, he, I think he's going to start working nights again, which is both a blessing and a curse, which I'll talk about. Um, so, you know, and then Mr. Curtis wants to order a whole fucking cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory for what? I don't, I think so he can eat it. He loves cheesecake. Um, and then after that, but we didn't do that. I prefer, we each had a piece of, what happens is Mr. Curtis got his own cheesecake because he don't like to share. And then everybody else paired off and they got their, a piece of cheesecake. And, you know, I, it was fine. Then when we was leaving, they was trying to go to GameStop. Talking about, uh, let's go. I don't get stuff from GameStop. I just paid for a birthday dinner for myself. Having children is like having a broke bestie. I don't know who's fucking said that, but it's the truth. It is like, this is my bestie. We go everywhere together. Of course, I'm going to Cheesecake Factory. You're going too. But I already know you don't have no money because you don't never have no fucking money. Because you're five. So, anyway, um, that was fun. And then what happens on my birthday, a week later, it is... It is Mr. Curtis's birthday. So, Mr. Curtis turned 44 on Thursday... Um, and if you run, don't walk to my Instagram at okay, then princess, you can see a picture of Mr. Curtis. Um, I don't put a lot of pictures up of Mr. Curtis because I don't know. Um, here's the thing. When you, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man on the internet, you will always be embarrassed. You will always fucking be embarrassed because men. Not going to finish that thought. I'm going to tell you, though, I don't like... My man, my man... Don't do that. Don't do that. And also, if something were to happen to Mr. Curtis, like, he would need to go live somewhere else, I don't want photographic evidence that he that I was ever married. So I like to keep that low-key. I like to keep... I don't, I don't like to show y'all pictures of him. But I put one up of him today, so you, if you ever wonder what... what um, what it looks like, that's him. Uh, he has been on my nerves for days. And then today we were talking, like guys, just so you know, if you if you are not partnered up, okay, and you meet a person that is like, it feels like you're in a romance novel because y'all are so different, yeah, y'all are so attracted to each other, go the other fucking way. Go the other fucking way. Opposites attract is tyranny, all right? Because the thing is, you be attracted, you be in love with this person, you you feel like the sun make, you feel like they're, the, the sun goes up and down on their back, meaning that they make the world go around. You love this person, you cannot live without this person, and they will insist on putting things in the wrong drawers in your house and creating chaos in your mind, okay? And being like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And you, and like, it will be so easy if you were not obsessed with this person, because you could just lead them, right? Because you'd be like, this person is obviously uh, clinically insane, and why would they put that in a drawer where it obviously doesn't go with things that are not like that thing, and they just want to leave it up in there, and they don't want you to move it to... Obviously, they're clinically insane, and obviously, this isn't going to work. But you can't leave them, because the fact is, you love them. See, that's the problem. So, I'm just going to let you know from a person that did not do this. If you find that opposites are attracting, unattract that and go the other way. Because what they don't tell you is then you got to live with opposites. And 
The Odd Couple was a TV show. Okay? Alright. It, but anyway, so today, he's been he's been on my nerves for a couple of days, okay? And then this motherfucker today was like, I don't know, opposites attract. You know, I'm Paula Abdul and you that scat cat or whatever. He's talking about the fucking video. <laughs> Paula Abdul. Y'all remember Paula Abdul was dancing with that animated cat? And they was talking about how they do not belong together, but yet they still fucking? Y'all, the, the implication was that Paula Abdul was fucking a, a cartoon cat. That was the implication. That was the implication. And also, why can't I be Paula Abdul? Why I gotta be the cat? The cat was the one putting the wrong shit in the drawers. Not Paula Abdul. I belong. I should be Paula Abdul. But then, he said it. And I laughed really fucking hard. And then, here we go. Opposites attracting. Attracting, attracting, attracting. Don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's gonna ruin your life. Yes, 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 yes. You're going to be in love with them. You're going to be obsessed with them. You're going to, you, you, you going to, yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be simping out here for this motherfucker, okay? But he also don't never leave the, the, the bed duvet correct. Like, if he, I, I think he's going back to work at nights. I think he is. I think that's what's going to, I think that's what's going to end up being. But do you guys know that when Mr. Curtis used to work nights, I used to get up, excuse me, he used to get out of the bed and get up and eat and, you know, I don't know, leave a trail of crumbs like Dennis the Minister in the house. And um, I would have to go make my bed before I went to bed so I could go to bed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you told 27-year-old princess, baby, you're going to be making a bed to go to bed every night. I don't know. I don't know. How, maybe we need a Back to the Future remake with somebody just going back in time and being like, do not fall in love with that dude over there. Do not fall in love with him. I don't know. Anyway, happy birthday to Mr. Curtis. Uh, 44 and here, and hopefully 100 more. Um, What else I gotta tell you guys? Oh, so, here's the deal. Um, if you, like, if you are a Patreon subscriber at uh, patreon.com backslash by pumpkin, thank you. And if you are a Princess Diaries subscriber, thank you even more. But, now, Princess Diaries episodes come out the first week of the month, usually on a Friday, which means I owed you one yesterday. But between Mr. Curtis's birthday, I didn't feel well on Friday. I just had a long day. And, like, I mean, I've had a long week. So, I apologize. I'm just a smidge late. And I thought I was going to get done today. Didn't happen. Uh, expect it on Sunday before the end of the day. Um, anything else? Alright, so we're at the end of season something of Buy Pumpkin. I don't know what season this is. I should have looked it up before I got on this fucking uh, podcast. But like I told you, it's late. It's fucking late. Um, and I had a guest for the day, but it didn't work out. And... I know that this season, I have been getting a guest for every episode. And I said I was going to do that, and I I did what I said I was going to do. You guys know guests are hard for me. Um, I have stress shits from time to talk to people I don't know. Um, I, think every, I think I'm mispronouncing everyone's name. Um, I'm rude, so I interrupt people. It's, it's a whole fucking thing. 
Uh, but I overcame that. And I got a guest for every episode. And I had a guest for this episode. But it didn't work out. They'll be on another um, episode of mine. So then I was like, should I do the reunion of Vanderpump Rules? And then, and then I was like, no, you don't have a guest. So you said you weren't going to have a guest. But no, I should do it. I should do it. It's the last episode. Let, it's just family. Just me and you here, okay? Let's fucking talk about it. Um, so there are two reunions. There are two reunion episodes, like there always are. Or this is pre. This is pre them, and by them I mean Bravo, uh, doing three and four part reunions for every fucking season of show on the fucking network. And I understand why they do that. They do that for uh, advertising reason, right? You know, more shows, the more uh, more ads I can stick in this bitch, and the more money I can make from it. I get that. It's just that. Most, even three-part reunions should be two. Truth is, most of them should be one. But I understand that there are people who enjoy the little asides. Like, they'll be like, Sheena, uh, you sure wore a lot of white toenail polish this season. Let's go back and look at that that shit. They, some people like that. Some people need those those cushions and stuff. I, Me personally, no. What I need is uh, just... Drama, 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 drama. Did you see what that bitch said about you now? What you gonna say about her? That's what I'm looking for. But you know, you know. Um, so it was only two seasons. I mean, two episodes for the reunion. It is, let me, I'm literally looking for my stuff right now. Oh, reunion, part one, part two. Uh, it's season two, episode 15, episode 16. Um... Listen, the first thing that happens is Andy tells a lie. He says that uh, Lisa Vanderpump is in charge. Girl, we know Lisa Vanderpump ain't in charge of nothing. The fact that they have her sitting so close to Andy like she's like she's a co-host is ridiculous. Um, I also understand that when this came out, Lisa Vanderpump was an, an incredibly popular character on Bravo. I actually wonder if they're going to get Lisa to do some of these ultimate girls trips. And I think that they should. I think if they can, they should. Um, Because she's always doing an interview about how she'll come back as long as Kyle's gone. I don't think Kyle's going to be going anywhere. There are some people who just adore Kyle. I find Kyle to be a nice person, not a good person. And what I mean by that is somebody who cares more about what it looks like than what it is. So she wants to look like a good person rather than be a good person. And I just don't, like, I have an immense amount of, um, I mean, that's everybody, right? But she, she really gets on my nerves. I have an immense amount of, like, sympathy for, like, being a, having a close relative be an addict. And, like, what does that mean for your relationship with them and how you interact with them? And, like, what boundaries should you be putting up? And... Also, though, like, what boundaries should you be respecting from them? I get it. I understand that. I also, I mean, if you ever get a chance uh, to read House of Hilton or whatever, I think that's what it's called, House of Hilton. Listen, she done been through some shit, Uh, Kim. Kim has been through some shit. And, you know, people will be like, oh, Kyle, 
Kyle uh, rode Kim's back. Kyle was a fucking child, okay? She wasn't in charge of how the money got places. We need to blame Big Kathy about that, not her sister Kathy, Big Kathy the mama. But true. It is true that Kim did take care of this family in a lot of ways. In some really dark ways, if you... You know, the more I learn about kids in Hollywood or young people in Hollywood, the less I want to see any children on any screens ever. The less I want to see any of it. Uh, Bunny, you know... Bunny and I are very different. (laughs) And Bunny loves... uh, zombies on Disney and if you know exactly what I'm if you if you have a kid in that age range you you know what zombies is uh it's not what you think it is uh she loves the high school musical she loves Sam and Cat she loves what's the one where where these bitches got cancer I don't even she loves stuff like that she loves oh my gosh she's been watching she's been watching Zoe 101 lately and it's really hard for me she'll be like can you watch this with me and I want to be like hell fucking no because that one was molested on set by the creator that one like (laughs) like and I just don't I just can't take it first of all I don't like child actors or child performers in any way anyway I hate YouTube kids you know that kid Ryan fucking hate that kid I don't like the way the plastically the, the plasticky way they show up on camera which is necessary for like it's 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 the whole thing I don't like that um it's inauthentic and I don't want my kids mimicking kids on YouTube trying to like perform for people and also I don't like precocious kids when I see precocious kids, and not old souls, so I'll, a precocious kid is a kid that is like literally up in an adult business, and I know because I was one, and those kids are fucking annoying. And I always think they're not being parented. Not talking about old souls. On Twitter, so, this week was talking about old souls. And, and when we talk about kids being old souls, or at least in the black community, we mean, when we say they've been here before, that we're saying that the, it's like so, like a, a, little, a, a, a little grandbaby being raised by their grandmother and they have old tendencies, you know? They seem like a little old lady. That is fine. But I do not like precocious kids that are like, I'm I'm four going on 26 and I'm going to talk to you like I'm in a sitcom. Because kids on sitcoms talk to parents in ways that I'm like, bruh, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> so, so I don't like any of that stuff anyway. But also... Like, she was watching the, um, the high school musical Christmas in July kind of thing. It it came out in 2020, but she was watching that, and, like, the way these kids were, like, talking, first they do a little interview where you talk about Christmas, and then they perform. They're all theater kids. They're all, like, doing too much expression and stuff, and, like, I'm looking at these young boys that dream that want to sing and dance on camera want to be in a superhero movie and i hope the god brian singer doesn't get his hands on you know what i'm saying like it's just i need to cut that out but it's just like 
I'm looking at them thinking, yeah, like you and your whole family moved to uh, Hollywood to support your to support your singing aspirations, or you were the the it fucking girl in South Dakota in high school. You were the prettiest girl in fucking in your high school in South Dakota. You moved to LA, and you're gonna get and you want to follow your dreams, and baby, some things are gonna happen. That's how it's just hard for me to watch it, knowing that. All of those children on this screen are being abused in some way. Physically, emotionally, financially. Just the, uh, the odds that they aren't are so fucking small. And then, what if they get a job with Dan Schneider? I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, like, it's hard for me to watch the shit. I think child stars are really, like... I, I hope... Do you guys remember that picture of that wooden, like, Instagram set toy from Melissa and Doug or something that was going around Twitter not long ago and everyone hated it for whatever reason? I'll tell you why I hated it. Because my worst nightmare is my kids want to have a YouTube or a TikTok. And they want to make content to put on. That's my fucking worst nightmare. My worst nightmare... Bam Margera is the reason my kids, I sometimes disable the camera app on my kids. You're not going to be running around the house trying to scare me and, and videotape. No, no, no. I'm not, mm-mm, no. And I would hate, I would hate it if one of my kids had a YouTube channel. I would fucking hate it. I ground them. You don't want to do that. It's going to ruin your fucking life. I know, you're going to be, you're going to make so much fucking money. You're going to be very famous. Maybe you'll maybe Netflix will even make a video, make a a remake of She's All That for you because you got really famous on TikTok or something. But that said, it's gonna ruin your fucking life. Child performers fucked up all the time, all the time, and this is from a woman <laughs> who's watched every episode of of John and Kate Plus Eight and Kate Plus Eight and Kate Plus Date. Okay, I know. Because I'm part of the fucking problem. Anyway, I'm really off on a fucking far tangent. Kim Richards, like, she's totally been, like, her life's been fucked up. There's some of the wild shit that goes on with her. There's a reason for it. She's been through every fucking thing. And I just think that Kyle's not a good sister. I think she wants to look like one, but she isn't one. And I know there's lots of things that, like... I, we don't know from behind the scenes and all that. And I I think loving an addict is, is uh, there are nuances to it. I understand that. I just don't think she's a good person. And I don't think anybody on TV is really a good person. Not really. Maybe Marcus Lamonis, but he is a businessman, which probably means he's a bad person. But <laughs> what I dislike about Kyle is how she's always like, guys... I don't know. I just, I just hate her, okay? <laughs> Long tangent, all the way to Disney Kids, all the way to <laughs> our Nickelodeon Kids, and I just hate her. By the way, as I mentioned Zoe 101. I listened to, to Jamie Lynn Spears' book. I gotta tell you, I, I wasn't there. But that's not how I think things happen. <laughs> it just, it just, like, she's... She's like, yeah, you know, I just, I've been making up skits and doing, like, 
you know, improv since I was born. And um, all that was just like, yeah, come be on the show. Yeah, because they just love my skits. And, you know, also um, that year they had my sister on as um, a host and also as a musical guest and also Justin Timberlake. And also, yeah, babe, why, why are you pretending like those things aren't connected? In some way. I The thing about nepotism is, nepotism is what it is. Much like privilege, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Just some people have it, get privilege and some people don't. We all have privilege in different areas. But it's only a problem when you start denying it exists. And if I had written that book, I'd been like, listen, I was told at the time that all that had seen my audition tapes and stuff and really just wanted me to like be on the show and they thought I was so funny but you know later that season Brittany was on as a musical guest and you know I guess that didn't hurt my chances either you know what I'm saying like like call a thing a thing beloved call a thing a thing um yeah like I I, I listened to the book. I was just like, eh, I don't know. That's true. That's true. I feel like... <laughs> now, now here I am defending Jamie Lemon fucking Spears. I just feel like people... I feel like obviously people have skeletons in their closets. And with all all revolving around Britney Spears, the conservative ship, all this stuff. Um, K-Fit, you only got like two and a half years left of uh, this humongous child support. What we, mm, how you gonna feed all the other kids after that? Hmm? Hmm? Anyway, there's a lot of things to be said. I'm really excited that Britney get to write a, write a book. I hope she got to say the things she wanted to say. Um, and I hope that she, I mean, she doesn't seem to be holding back, so I hope that she, that she didn't hold back in the book. That said, like, I don't understand why people, no, I understand why people hate Jamie Lynn Spears, okay? First of all, she's like Ted Cruz. Somebody tweeted that shit a long time ago, and I never, I haven't had a moment's peace ever since, okay? She does like Ted Cruz. Has she always liked fucking Ted Cruz? Anyway, uh, but... I just don't see the merit in, like, sending DMs to Jamie Lynn about how she's the reason Britney's in a conservatorship. The fact is, when Britney, uh, when Britney, when that, when Britney's family did what they did to her, uh, Jamie Lynn was along for the fucking ride, too. She was a kid. She was a, much like Kyle. She was a fucking child. Now, we need to take personal responsibility for the things we've done as an adult. Uh, the stuff that Brittany has said was been done and that was in within uh, adult Jamie Lynn's optic, ocular proof, <laughs> as Monet says all the time. Um... We need to take personal responsibility for the fact that you have been watching this shit go on and on. And maybe not front row seat all the time, but uh, from your book, it seems like y'all y'all were hanging out while she was under conservatorship. It seems that you guys were doing family stuff. And I don't know. I, I like, 
but I think there's a long, there's a lot of road between you benefiting from your sister, essentially. I mean, it's a lot like, you know, when they talk about human trafficking, people always think it's somebody grabbing you at the mall and forcing you into sexual slavery. Human tra- trafficking, most human trafficking apparently is, pe- is wage theft. People forcing people to work. Um, without proper compensation, uh, slavery that way. And it seems like that's what the fuck they were doing to Britney Spears. And I'll take my part in, like, not understanding what was happening, but I wasn't going to Thanksgiving with her either. So, Jamie Lynn, what the fuck? And everything she said since the, um, since really the Free Britney shit really stayed going has been like just like a cover your ass type of thing and like I understand the 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 urge to defend yourself from the stuff but I'm like okay well how do you pay your bills you don't get any money from the Britney estate what do you do for a living what does your husband Jamie do for a living that's weird you married a man with the same name as your abusive daddy? Interesting. What, what, like... I just... And she doesn't address those things. I mean, she does. She's just like, I pay my old bills. I don't, I'm just like, okay, Jamie. I, what? <laughs> How am I supposed to believe that? I, <laughs> I just don't. I just really don't. It seems like every person in that family was benefiting monetary from... Monetarily from Britney being forced to work all the time and and having her every move and thought and everything controlled and then being forced into institutions over and over again and, and like, just really being treated like, like, I don't know, fucking terribly. Like, that doesn't, that's not a big enough word for it, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't know what else to say. Uh, So I just, like, anyway, I I listened to the book because I was going, I have the Libby app. I like to get audiobooks from there. And I just, it was one of the ones available. I was like, oh, let me see what the fuck she was talking about. And girl, she won't talk about nothing. <laughs> and again, I wasn't there. But I just have a feeling some of that shit didn't happen the way you say it happened. I just don't. I just don't. And also, either even even if everything Jamie Lynn wrote in that book is true, she's still a bad sister. What do you mean Justin Timberlake's like family to you and you couldn't cut him off? Girl. Girl, <laughs> she's a, at the very least, she's a bad sister. At the most, she, she, she's a participant in, in this conservatorship that is keeping Britney under slavery for all these fucking years. I don't mean to laugh. That shit's not funny. Um, I just, I'm just saying, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears looks a lot like Ted Cruz and I don't believe her book. <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? I was talking about Kyle being a bad sister. Jamie Lynn's a bad sister. Kyle's a bad sister. I'm sorry she is. And she's a very fake person who cares, who all her motivations, all her motivations in life are about what she looks like, not what she's actually doing, what it's going to look like to everyone else. And she does as much sneak shit, slick shit behind the scenes as Lisa Vanderpump ever did, as Brandy Glanville ever did. She, They all do it. They all do it. And she does just as much about that shit, but likes to pretend like she doesn't. 
Well, maybe she doesn't do as much as Lisa fucking Renna, but who does do as much as Lisa fucking Renna? Why was I talking about this? I don't even remember. I literally don't remember. Oh, Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa, I think she should get on... Um, I really think they should try to have her on the Ultimate Girls Trips. I think it would be a lot of fun. I, I don't see why she's saying no, considering that she probably wants uh, more show spinoffs with them and... She always said that she would only come back if Kyle wasn't there. So don't have Kyle there. It's fine. So. Um, Katie, at the beginning of this reading, Katie gives like a 30 minute speech about why she decided to stop having orange hair. As if anybody needed that. You decided to stop having orange hair and go back to your brunette because it was ugly. That's why. It was ugly. And she's like, I've always been doing things to my hair and I cut it off, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, do you purposely do ugly things to your hair? No. It was ugly. And so you went back to your natural brunette. You have a very rich, beautiful color. She really does. She's got gray hair. People will kill for that fucking hair. Uh, like, why, why are you over here giving the I have a dream speech about that fucking orange hair? Shut up, Katie. So they also talk about Jack's trying to get back together with Stasi for so long. I asked myself, I've been asking guests and I'm asking myself too. Does Jax believe Stasi's the one that got away? I don't know. He says that girls usually don't say no to him. And I'm like, I don't know. Do they not say no? Do you not listen? Which one is it? Because absolutely Jax could have starred in a, uh, after school special about date rape. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, actually, you know what I think? You know what I think of when I think of Jax, uh, like in high school? I think of that. I, I saw it on HBO, I think. No. I think I'm, I'm mixing up my stuff. There, so HBO used to have these like little documentary movies that were basically after school specials. Uh, Callista Flockhart, I believe, was on one, um, where she was playing an anorexic. Oh, maybe she was the one where he got an abortion. I don't know. But there's one where Ben Affleck is, like, doing, uh, is doing, like, um, uh, steroids. And it's just, like, (laughs) it's part, whatever sparked me to watch that shit is the same shit that sparked me to watch Intervention, just so you know. But there was also, I feel like this was a Lifetime movie, more of a, like, a TV movie of the week, where Candace Cameron Burr, who I fucking hate, I fucking hate that lady. I don't know, something about her fucking face. I I just hate her. I hate her. Candace Candace, she might have been Candace Cameron back then, and she was the dude from the Wonder Years. Fred Savage. The fact that they let this little baby get on TV at the young age he started doing stuff and his name was Fred Savage. Anyway, like, he still isn't old enough to be that name yet. I think he needs, like, another 20 years before he's old enough to be Fred Savage. Anyway, so Fred Savage was, like, this high school, like, football player, big guy on campus, doing steroids and stuff, and Candace Cameron was his girlfriend, who loved him more than anything else in the world, and she, (laughs) this is 
remind me, I have a commission episode coming up on that Yasmin Bleef movie where where uh, she married that dude and he gave her the same face as another guy, another chick that he had killed or something like that. I can't even remember what happened, but I just remember that face movie. This this is a similar movie. And so, so he was like, he was in love with her, and he just they just they were just like in high school and destined to be together forever because that's what the type of fucking shit you think in high school because you're an idiot and your brain's not even fully formed. The fact that you think that you're gonna meet some dude in algebra two and you're supposed to be with that person for the rest of your life, even if you could get that done, that would be the biggest mistake of now. Now, great, I can already hear y'all typing. Type, 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 type. I am married to my high school sweetheart. It's the best thing I ever did. Maybe you think it's the best thing you ever did. But I'm just saying that it's a good idea to see a lot of dicks. See a lot of dicks, pick one you like. Anyway, so they're in love and he starts like physically abusing her because he's on steroids. He gets all angry. He like beats up his mom too. He like beats. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? <laughs> it's one of my top 10 movies. I can't even remember the name of it. And you guys know I will not watch Candace Cameron on any fucking thing, but I'll watch. If I, if I can figure out where this fucking movie is streaming. I will. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, I'm talking about it because that's who I think of as Jax. I think of him as this guy that's like, you know, buying flowers for this high school girl. And she's like, I'm in love with you. We're going to have babies. I want to be Mrs. Couchy. That's how brainwashed I am. I really want to have my name be Mrs. Couchy. Does Brittany go by Mrs. Couchy? Hmm. Or is she Brittany Taylor? That's interesting to think about. Anyway, and then the, he also beats up his mom, and he also beats up. <sighs> That's what I think of as Jax. He absolutely could have been the star of uh, uh, a date rape um, after school special or TV movie of the week or something like that. Ooh, what about that movie where. It's the uh, military cadet murder where basically these two people were in love and they was going to go to military cadet and all this other stuff. It's a it's a very famous case. And uh, but they had broken up and she started he started sleeping with somebody else. So she said to prove in love, you got to kill that girl. So they took her out to the woods and they killed her and they did all this stuff. Not the woods. But they went somewhere and they killed her and stuff. And then they had to figure out who did it. And then they went off into the military and then uh, they got caught. And then they would always be like greenish brownish sheep which is like olive you or whatever you guys know exactly it's the military cadet murder it's a long fucking name it's a lifetime movie i know it is and it's just like ooh, another good movie we should be talking about the texas chainsaw <laughs> that texas chain the texas cheerleader murder or whatever what is that it's got holly hunter in it just give me a second here i'm gonna get right back on track guys um, we need to talk about why I think I don't have ADHD. Uh, we need to talk about that. Um, Texas cheerleader. Oh, here it is. The positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader muttering mom. That is a funny fucking movie. That is a funny movie. It's an HBO movie from 1993, which is why I probably remember it so much because I was 13 and definitely liked to, all I was doing was watching HBO all day and night. Guys, do y'all, y'all see that they trying to kill HBO Max? Why? 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 
just the most ridiculous shit. People just can't win for trying to fucking lose. Um, I guess I try to watch this while HBO Max still exists. All right, let me let me just get that working. Okay, anyway, back to this show. Uh, and I'm sorry for taking a tour of uh, of C-list movies. I like to think about. <laughs> um, Stassi debuts Patrick on this on this reunion. And she says he's the best person she's ever met. Her family has met him. They're in love with him. They like him better than Jax. Yeah, your family has no fucking taste. Your dad is always drunk and so is Dana. Okay? First of all, how many drinks in were they when they met Patrick? Do they remember his name? Could they pick him out in a lineup? I don't know. Um, so, Stasi's not working at the restaurant. Um... I don't know if Stasi figured out before the rest of them that they don't need to work at the restaurant because I think Stasi never works at the restaurant again. Yeah, I think she comes back as like fake shit that they have her on camera doing, but she doesn't work at the restaurant again. Well, Lisa's mad because she doesn't work at the restaurant. Apparently, two months ago Stasi began giving away her shifts, and then like a month ago she was like, "Don't put me on a schedule anymore," and that she wasn't answering phone calls from anybody. She's in New York now, and. Lisa Vanderpump was like, yeah, you know, that was terrible. That was disrespectful. No, it's not, Lisa. People quit restaurant jobs all the time. People literally say they're going to go get something from their car and never come back. They'll say they're going to the bathroom and never come back. Easily. Easily. First week somebody's on the floor with you, don't even learn their name. Who the fuck? They, they, they could be gone momentarily. So, no, it's not that big of a deal, except for the fact that it's Lisa wants to be like the house mother through these people or wants to be seen as the house mother. Um, but she just like, you know, she has to like give her a finger wagging. That's, that's essentially what Lisa Vanderpump's doing on the show the entire time. Finger wagging at people. Um, they should like in her, in her, um, in her intro, she should just be her wagging her finger at the camera. Um, I actually think what's going on, which I don't think we find out till season three's reunion, is that Stas Frank, Stasi's ex that we saw in season one, um, came into the restaurant. He'd been trying to shop around a masturbation video of Stasi, Stasi masturbating, which I'm always a little shocked when we talk about this because I feel like Stasi is a touch me not. I feel like she's a person that sex is about what she can get from other people. I don't touch me not is not the right thing. Touch me not is 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 uh, very specific, and I shouldn't use that term. But um, I feel like she's someone who is not very connected to her own body sexually, and it's more about like what she can get with sex. And that left her own devices, she would not be having sex at all. And that's why she likes to be thrown around and kind of have rough sex because that's that's how she knows she's feeling something. It's just a theory I have about her. She, Even though she takes off her clothes all the time and they ask her about it, like why she's getting naked all the time. And she says in the moment, she's just thinking, I'm going to get naked. She doesn't think about the fact that she's been naked. Bam, 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 bam. And I know that because you're like literally calling up your horse for being, for not having clothes on. So, but I don't think that she's a very sexual person. Um, it's just something, I, a vibe I get off her. She's, she seems like someone who goes, ew, a lot while you're having sex. 
That's all. Um, so, but I guess Frank came in with the video and was trying to like sell it and uh, Sheena had it and was showing it to people, but they're not talking about that. And I understand why you won't want to talk about that because if you bring that up now, it's out here. She brings it up in the season three reunion, but maybe it already gotten out by then. I, I don't actually remember. But apparently Lisa gave him like $500. I know you Vanderpump scholars are like, Princess, how come you don't know exact amount? Because I don't, bitch. That's why. I don't I don't fucking know the exact amount. But she gave him, he, she, it, it could have been five, it could have been $900. It was less than a thousand, I think. And to give her the tape or the, 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 but he can obviously have copies. It hasn't come out. So I'm assuming it got fixed, but I can understand from Stassi's point of view that like, you're just like there and Lisa's like, here, I'll give you $500 for the video. And she thinks she's fixed it, but like, she didn't really fix anything. And, you know, I, I, I feel, I, I feel Stassi on that, but I think that's what the friction really is about there. I think some of the stuff with Stassi is really about that. I'm not sure. Um, so you talk about Sheena's musical career and wow, J-Lo catches a fucking stray because Sheena was like, I'm not going to be like 40 and be a pop star. It's now or never. And I'm like, wow, what you do, J-Lo? Mm, mm. Now she's 50-something a pop star. I think she's still... I don't know who was saying this, but I, I think it was on Twitter where someone was like, you know, when you're looking at all these women that are in their 40s and 50s, like Hollywood women, you know, that are like looking young and looking young forever and stuff. You have to realize that most of them are on some sort of steroids. I really do not know who tweets this. I cannot remember. And it suddenly makes like a lot of sense, you know, because like in terms of, I'm not saying she couldn't be like fit and she can't like have good skin or whatever. That, I mean, that's fine. But in terms of like skin the elasticity of your skin and like just jennifer lopez looks very young and this is not from water and like clearasil the way she wants us to think it is and that you know the truth is like when you're rich you can fix a lot of problems i forgot who i was listening to but they were talking about Ashley Simpson between season one and season two of her faded, uh, her faded, uh, reality TV show, which I should visit at some point, revisit at some point. Um, and how she got rich, pretty in between seasons. And what, what they meant by that was that like, uh, you got some money. And you have the ability to take care of some things. And suddenly, you there's just a certain level, base level of pretty that you're going to be. Because you have all the resources to look the best you can possibly look. And that's with it, without the nose job. You know what I mean? So, J-Lo's already on that level. But, like, obviously, there's a lot of things we just don't know about. And, truthfully, she's probably on some level of steroids. May, now, maybe she... Now she, she is she buying them out back from and behind the gym with Fred Savage? No, but it's something. And there's just no, this is coming like 
I totally believe. This is coming from someone who I've said this before. I'm going to say this shit again. I believed. I just never thought about it, to be completely honest. I don't know if I believe. But it was just like when Khloe Kardashian lost all that weight and got a whole new head. And she was like, I stopped eating carbs and I just drink a lot of water. I don't know. It just, I was like, yeah, that's probably what happened. She just got a whole new head and a whole new butt. It got very skinny. I was like, I just, ne- I just never thought about it. Because as much as I talk, I feel like I talk about the Kardashians a lot. But I just never think about that sort of stuff. I'm just like, oh, you look like a whole new person. What? You stop eating carbs? Wow. Okay, cool. And it just never occurred to me. And the only thing I will remember about that is that I thought that she got a whole new body and head. Like, like a Mr. Potato Head. Like they plop. Like pieces off her head and plop uh, new pieces on there from not eating carbs. And it still never occurred to me not to eat carbs. I never was like, wow, I should stop eating carbs too. I was, you can get a whole new head from it. I fully believed it and then it, and also was like, well, good for her. I'm going to keep eating carbs. <laughs> it never occurred to me. Um, so I am someone who's like, I... I'm not someone who looks at, like, a celebrity and is all like, oh, my God, do you see all the plastic? I can see this. I can see that. I never think about those things. Because like, they look really fucking good. And, but when I saw somebody tweeting about this, was saying that about Jayla, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of fucking sense what you're saying there. Anyway, uh, Sheena, you wish you had Jayla's <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, what else? Like, I just wrote, jotted down things that, that people said throughout the reunion. Because it's not always cohesive. Or it's not always a timeline. But, okay. So, we start talking about Ariana and Tom. Who are together at this point? They're like, they're like, are you dating? And they're like, we're spending time with each other. And it's been great. So that's, you're dating? I guess. Like, don't, don't, don't get, don't try to change the definition of words. Okay, but I understand that it looks, it doesn't look great. But the fact is, they're broken up. And Tom, um, Tom and Kristen are broken up. And Tom and Kristen had a really terrible relationship. Tom says that when he kissed Ariana in Vegas, okay, so he still maintains it was just a kiss. Here's what he said was happening. He was in Vegas doing coke with Jax. He didn't say that part, but, you know, I just added that in there because that's what they were doing. And Ariana was there shooting a movie. And I'd like to know what movie this was. And, um, not that I don't believe she's been in a movie. I'm just saying I like to, I, like, no shade. I like to know what movie it was. Um, and they just had, like, long days or something like that. And, um, at the end of the day, they had run, like, and jumped in the pool and kissed. And that was it. And he says this is after he found out that Kristen had been having a three-month-long affair with another Sir employee. Um, that she wouldn't admit to, that everyone knew about. And, I mean, Kristen doesn't deny this. She said it was emotional or something like that. And everyone else is just, like, nodding their head like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we remember when she was in love with Pablo. Uh-huh. And she, uh, that it happened. And he was... Like I said, I, I get this feeling that Tom and Kristen had this volatile relationship. They would ha- go on these big fucking fights. Then Tom would be on his way to Vegas or whatever, and they'd be having this big fight. 
And he'd walk out the door being like, it's done, man. It's done. And, she, and she'd be talking to people like, we're done, we're done, we're done. And then he would go to Vegas and, like, fuck whoever. And, like, on the ride home, get back together with Kristen. So he thinks it's not that big of a deal. But I want Chris, Tom, if I could get Tom to do anything, although he doesn't have to do anything, this is 10 years ago. To, is to take some personal responsibility for that relationship with Kristen because she wasn't in it by herself. We, we, I myself have called her crazy Kristen, which isn't a very nice thing to do. And we really should stop talking about mental illness in that way. I'm trying. It's hard. The Lord ain't done with me yet. But I, we walk around acting like Kristen is the craziest person on earth. And she is always, she's not, she's not ever not in a sexual ther- thriller. In fact, it's not that she's, that she's not in a sexual thriller. It's that she is never not one of the character actresses in Girl Interrupted. She's always on a verge of a breakdown. She's always like very expressive with her face. Again, we don't know if Kristen is going to hug you or cut your face with a box cutter. This is her whole thing. They keep saying that she has borderline personality disorder. Ariana and Tom both say that. And like, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a fucking therapist. But I'll say this. Like, I don't like the two of them um, over there holding hands. Like, Ariana's wearing like... (laughs) Ariana's outfit seems to be a suit jacket and nothing else. I'm not sure. But um, they look great together. She's got this braid. I mean, they look great. They look happy together. They're holding... He's got his hand on her thigh and she's holding it and they seem like very close to each other. They look amazing. But I I dislike the two of them yelling at Kristen that she has borderline personality disorder and that she should look it up because she'll see herself. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. That's it. But she is a person that is constantly on the verge of a breakdown that is constantly like I don't know have they thought about letting Kristen play the Joker like letting her smile in this unnerving way into the camera and start crying at the same time because she could definitely do that um but that said, I want Tom to take personal responsibility because it takes two of you to be in this fucking relationship. And you were. You're t- according to you, she was cheating you non-fucking-stop every day, all the time. Every time she left the zip code, she was cheating too. She was going to Michigan to model for pizza places and shit like that. And she was cheating on you. She was cheating on you with the busser and fucking uh, sir. She was cheating on you all the time. And you were cheating on her too. And every time you two would make the choice to be back together again. Every single time. So, like, what do they say? What's that saying? You sit at the table until you're no longer being served what you want. Like, you sit, you're at this table because you're getting something you want from this. And maybe not a great thing, but you're getting something you want from here. This is what I think about, like, one of my goals is to be really self-aware of what I'm doing, why I'm doing, and how it's affecting my life, right? I like to always ask myself, what is my part in this? Especially when I'm mad at someone. What did I do to get myself here with you? Uh, especially if I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I'm actually having like a problem with somebody at work who's like on some sneak shit. And they're like really non-confident 
confrontational, which is like not a person that I want to deal with. I don't want people to lie so that they don't have to have a hard conversation. Um, and then it's still drama. Like if you choose to lie to avoid having a hard conversation, then you're supposed to keep that shit to yourself for your life. Okay. But, uh, but you know, some more shit happened and I was just like, what is my part in this? And I had to remind myself that like, you know what this person is like. And they just did something they do all the time. And it's okay for you to be upset about it, but it's not okay for you to be surprised by it. And, because you, you've been down this road with them many times. And you knew that if A happened, that B would happen, and then you'd be at C. And that's exactly what happened, and why did you not change your own behavior? And I was like, yeah, Princess, you're fucking right. Like, you walked right into this again. And I'm like working on changing my behavior because I can't change, I can't, I can't control anybody else's behavior. I can only control how I react to other people's behavior. So people are going to do the same thing over and over and over again. Let them do that shit over there. And I need to change accordingly. And so we can make Kristen the big bad guy in this relationship. Sure. But you was doing some bad shit too, Tom. And I don't know, I want to make you guys equally at fault. I just want to make you guys equally at fault for the relationship. Um... And I just don't want it to be like Tom the Saint had to deal with Kristen. Uh, Tom says he lied about Ariana because he didn't think that Kristen deserved the truth. <sighs> Bruh. <laughs> Here's another thing that I remind myself of all the time is that who other people are does not... Who other people are going to be does not change who I am. And so... If I don't think that lying's the best way to deal with people, I'm not going to start lying because you're a liar or you're a bad person. I'm not going to be like, well, I need to go ahead and start lying. And if I do, then I need to I need to just be like, okay, well, I'm lying now. Like, take the personal responsibility for that. And you lied to everybody else, too. Did they not deserve the truth? He says the reasons because didn't, he didn't want uh, Ariana to get piled on. And I'm like, I, okay, fair, fair. I think that's fair, but just like she didn't deserve the truth. I, I don't know. You know, the truth's not something you deserve. <laughs> it just is or it isn't. Um, so when Ariana comes out, she's just really giggling and shit. And I, I guess she's nervous. And she is still best friends with Sheena. And Tom is one of her best guy friends, Sheena's guy friends. And now. Sheena and Kristen are now friends. This is Kristen who was basically like, you're a stalker, Sheena. This is Kristen who did who was trying to prevent you from having a beverage while you were on vacation with her. We said she was going to call security to get you. So, guys, you know a thousand percent Kristen is only friends with Sheena because Katie and Stassi won't be friends with her. And Stassi and being friends with Sheena is annoying to Ariana and Tom. That's a thousand percent. And the fact that Sheena cannot see that is what I, she's a dumb dumb. I don't even know if she's a lovable dumb dumb all the time, but she's a fucking dumb dumb. The fact that she can't even see that the whole reason that um, Kristen wants to be friends with you is because it annoys everyone else. I don't want to be used that way. But in terms of Sheena, I don't always know that Sheena 
she doesn't always love herself <laughs> as much as she should. That's all. She doesn't always love herself as much as she should. I mean, she loves herself. Anybody that puts seven foot tall uh, wedding pictures all over their apartment loves themselves. But I don't know if she loves herself the way she should all the time. We also find out that the way Kristen and Tom broke up is that Tom admitted that he and Ariana kissed. I guess he admitted that after fucking Cabo, though. He admitted he admitted that he and Ariana kissed, and then he broke up with her. And Kristen says for three weeks she's, like, in denial. And she goes into her cry face. And Jax and both, and, v, and Lisa Vanderpump both were like, yeah, there's a 21-year-old buster running around with, like, your lipstick smeared across his face. They're talking about James. DJ James Kennedy. And they do a flashback where he looks like a malnourished child. <laughs> um, we find out that Kristen started fucking James because Tom and James were friends. They were making music together. They were going to live together. So I guess Kristen and Tom were still in the same place for some reason. Kristen fucked James in Tom's bed with Tom's condoms. And Kristen is like, listen, he had to decide whether he wanted to like be, make music with you or like fuck me. And he chose me. What do you like? This is one of the reasons this, this, um, reading is so iconic because like Kristen is full on going like, he broke up with me and I don't know where. And they're like, Aren't you fucking James? Isn't he backstage? Yes. Sorry, not sorry. Am I having the best sex of my life with a 21-year-old buster? I am. Sorry, not sorry. That's basically what Kristen's saying over and over again. Um, guys, <laughs> Kristen absolutely has a she-devil level type plan to ruin Tom's life. <laughs> you guys have seen she-devil, right? where uh, Roseanne Barr is married to I feel like I, I forget he's blonde okay so I automatically don't know what he looks like um, she's married to him and he like leaves her for this famous authoress shout out to Maya authoress uh, Daniel Steele type uh, played by Meryl Streep and, like, Roseanne is, like, fat, and she's got, like, a bunch of hair uh, coming out of her face, and she's got glasses and brown hair. So that's how we know she's ugly in late 80s, early 90s talk. Brown hair, a mustache, and glasses, and fat means that nobody's ever wanted you a day in your life. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know how she got married to that dude and had those kids because she's clearly unfuckable. So anyway, so she, she, she basically like does this huge plan to get back at them. And one by one, like to, it's basically at Meryl Streep, to be honest. And one by one takes everything away from her life. It is like. I need to rewatch this movie. I should be doing a movie podcast. <laughs> I should be doing a movie podcast about old movies that you don't remember watching. And that should be the name of the podcast. You don't remember watching this, do you? And so, 
Because I don't remember watching it. I only remember snippets of it. So I'm going to rewatch it so I can tell you what happened. Anyway. <laughs> like, in this movie, her kids are, like, really bad. Like, she has teenagers that are, like, god-awful. And part of her plan is to force her child, drop her children off at the husband with his new mansion and his new wife and all that so the children can ruin the husband's life. Like, she, like, sicked her kids on them. <laughs> anyway, I need to rewatch this movie. But, like, the whole deal is that it's just, like, this this revenge puzzle plan. And I just know Kristen has, like, a, 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 a scented notebook somewhere and with a page that says, Ruin Tom's Life. A.K.A. also get back with him. And it's just like a list of stuff. Like, take away his girlfriend's best friend. Check. Sleep with a guy he wanted to make music with. Check. Use all of his condoms. Check. That's that's what it feels like. And it's so fucking transparent. And and it it also feels like, you know how like, so I've been having, like, it's been a wild weekend and I haven't felt great and it's been uh, Mr. Curtis's birthday and, like, the kids are on fucking 10. I don't know what they doing, but they really want me to drop them off at the fire station. That's just a joke. I'm not going to drop any children off at the fire station. But still, they really want me to do it. And so, like, uh, <laughs> I was painting something and Monkey got in my paint and got paint all over the floor and all over like a table and all over a bunch of stuff it's it's fine it it's 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 washable like i i gotta take i i could take care of it but the thing is i went over there and i was like oh my god who did this with the paint and he looks directly at me because he's writing something goes wasn't me and i wish i could i wish this was a visual medium so you could see my face the way his like his lip was curled up and his hair was curled and his and his eyebrow was curled up like, asking me, wasn't me? Why are you even asking me, man? I said it wasn't me. And then I looked at him, and he had blue paint all over his hands. And I, hmm, I, like, don't like that that shit's called gentle parenting. I don't know where that came from, but I don't like that. I, I call it just parenting people like they're fucking humans, right? So I try to parent, I'm, I'm a human, you're a human, and we're going to treat each other with the respect the two human beings should be treating each other. But, ladies and gentlemen, for my sake and Monkey's sake, thank God I took a step back. Thank fucking God I stepped back. And I just, like, I balled my fist up, and I just I just got a hold of myself. Because the paint really isn't a fucking issue. It really, I mean, it is an issue, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I said, it's cleanable. It's, it cleaned it up. But this motherfucker <laughs> looked me right in my fucking face and lied convincingly. He's six. Lied convincingly to me. Like, his face was just really like, I don't know. What do you mean? What are you bothering me? With paint all over him. <laughs> but he lied convincingly. But the problem is that he don't have good plans yet. He's six. Um... His plans aren't that great yet. Uh, and Kristen, like, basically I'm saying she was monkey with paint on her hand. She's just like, that's not my plan. And there's paint all over her. And you, you can see, right, she's not convincing at it at all. It's, it's sad. 
Um, Tom says he gave James his pants and underwear because that's the kind of guy he is when he found out this happened. Sir, what, rewind this. What happens to your pants and underwear when you have sex with Kristen? Does she rip them off with her teeth? Tell me. I bet she did. Kristen, what, later on, uh, Stassi, they asked Stassi which one of her friends the freakiest, and she says fucking Katie. And I'm like, bro, are you saying that because you're not friends with Kristen anymore? Because she's ripping people's clothes off of them. She, 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 she shred, like that's part of the foreplay. She takes, slowly takes your clothes off and in front of you, she pulls out like a very sharp pair of, uh, a, like sewing shears and slowly cuts your clothes up. And she's like, you like that? And you're just laying there and she's like, yeah, now you don't have any underwear now. I wish you guys could see me fake cutting underwear. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, destroyed your clothes. Now we're going to do it. Let me go get a roll from Texas Roadhouse. That's a callback from another episode. <laughs> what did he need pants and underwear? What happened, Tom? <laughs> tell us. Tell us what Kristen does. Tom, if you're listening to this, DM me. <laughs> um, I mean, the truth, like... <laughs> Tom said something very stupid. He says, when the rumors came out about Ariana, Kristen didn't even give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, and everyone's like, yeah, because it was true. It was true. And he, but he's saying that when the rumors came out about Jax and Kristen, he, his first instinct was to back Kristen up. And he's right. And he looked very stupid doing that. And then the rest of the time, he's just sitting there going, I don't know, man. Uh, they have, like, a lot of proof. Um, it seems true. I don't know why he'd say that if he wasn't. <laughs> he just looked really dumb. But he's saying that he gave her the benefit of the doubt. But that's because you're stupid. That's why. It's not because Kristen didn't give you the grace that she should have. It's because you're stupid. <laughs> Andy asks Kristen, do you wish Tom and Ariana well? And she goes, um, No. <laughs> Truth. She says she wishes Tom well, not Ariana. Um, so and we do get to talk about Katie talking about being drunk on TV and having us all see Schwartz throw drinks on her. She just is like really apologetic about it. I don't know. Like, why are we talking about Katie? Who fucking cares? Um, okay, we do need to talk about Katie though. Because she says she doesn't. So Katie isn't friends with Kristen anymore. But Jackson Schwartz are still friends. And he says he doesn't see Schwartz very much because Katie doesn't let him. And Katie's like, I don't have a problem with you. And then Stassi says, well, a lot of things happen. Stassi says, well, you should have a problem with him. And she goes, wait, I mean, I do have a problem with him. And then Stas- and then Jackson's like, see, you do whatever Stassi tells you to do. You just say you don't have a problem, but then she wants you to. So now you fucking got a problem. And Kristen's like, why are you not my friend, but you, you're cool with Jax? And this is, everyone should be answering this question because Kristen, in the next season, is a pariah. But it, but by the time the season opens, Tom and Jax are working together, just living life, best friends again. And it's fucking ridiculous. Um, and, and essentially, Katie just has to, like, defend the fact that she really does whatever Stassi tells her to do. And that's the, that's the honest to fucking God truth. And Stassi's more mad at Kristen than she is at Jax. That's it. She just is. She holds Kristen to a higher standard than Jax. The truth is, and they're also mad because 
Kristen only sent one text apologizing and has never, like, sent any letters groveling and stuff. And Kristen's like, well, there's nothing I can say for you to forgive me. And they're like, both Kristen and Stott, I mean, Katie and Stott are like, yeah, yeah, there isn't. But you still should send it. And I'm like, guys, you don't need closure from other people. You can create your own closure. Closure's kind of bullshit anyway. I mean, it's overrated. The truth is that Jax, whether you guys did it together or not, he was your ex-boyfriend who was attempting to get back together with you and he was fucking your friend. And your friend over there who has listened for hours and hours about you and Jax and you and Jax and you and Jax and introduced you to Jax, fuck Jax. And then, and, but the two of them then lied about it over and over and over and over and over again. And so neither one of them are trustworthy. Neither one of them are friend material. Neither one of them are fit to be around you. And so we, you don't need any letters from Kristen and you don't need any letters from Jax and you don't need anybody to apologize and you really don't. Because whether or not they're sorry has no bearing on how you feel about the situation. Now, so like I would have no problem like... Jax is blocked from Sassy's phone. And I think the part of the reason she was able to do that is because she's got a new boyfriend. You know, it's super, it's super easy to be strong when you're like, when you got somebody else to pour that into. But I don't think Kristen is. And I would just feel like I don't have anything for any of you. That's it. But obviously they figure it out because they all want to be on a TV show together. So... While this is going on, though, Ariana's, like, commenting because they're asking her stuff. And also everyone's commenting. And Kristen's like, shut up. I don't want to hear you talking, Ariana. Dude, you're only here because you're fucking my ex-boyfriend. Congratulations. My boyfriend has six years who you've known for five minutes. And Ariana's like, no, we've been friends for three years. She's like, you've been doing a lot of things for three years. It was like, why isn't this on her reel? Why, that reel we saw, why isn't this on her reel? You've been doing a lot of things for three years. And just her face, like, she should have. She practiced this shit. Um, you know, Kristen ends up walking off because Tom and Ariana are holding hands. And then Tom is also like, you know, I can't believe you. I, you know, you stood up, like, when she was yelling at you in the middle of the, of the restaurant. Like, you kept your cool. And that was, like, the coolest, hottest thing I've ever seen anyone do. And Chris is like, you don't have to do that in front of me, Tom. You don't have to. And she's right, though. He's only doing that to fuck with her. Which is understandable. But, like, again, Tom's one of those people that wants to be seen as very noble. And I'm just that type of guy. I just, like, give you my underwear and pants. Guys, don't share underwear. Uh, monkey pox. But I just give you my underwear and pants because I'm that guy. I'm that type of guy. He wants to be seen that way. And I'm just like... I don't know, like, Tom, you can't hang out with these people and still be a good person. And also, I don't know if you're that type of guy. Um, they all keep talking because Ariana, I mean, basically they start talking about Sheena and Stassi not being friends and whether or not Sheena's in the wedding party and the answer's no. And, and during this, like, nobody goes to get Kristen. She just, like, stalks off. But then she comes back. She's doing her clip clock horse ass walks like doop 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 um and she walks back and no one says anything she sits down and she's just like please respect me don't hold hands with each other and i'm like i don't know 
They're not doing anything over. Everyone agrees. Um, Andy asks Kristen if she's happy. She's like, so happy. I'm just so happy. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, they talk about how Kristen knew Stasi would go through her phone and text her phone. Apparently, she, she like, knew that this was going to happen so bad. She was doing, like, drills with Jax. Like, she was like, Jax is stupid. He's going to, he's going to crack. So she, he would send her text, she would send him text messages. It was like, hey, let's talk about that time we boned. And he'd be like, okay, cool. And she'd be like, no, no, I told you, don't answer anyone. <laughs> Kristen, like, doing fire drills with Jax. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But the thing is, she says that she just wanted out and gone and she didn't want to think about it anymore and it was terrible and she just like she she wanted she wanted it to be gone and she wanted it to never come up again. And then Tom with the with the uppercut was like, Then why'd you do it twice? And she's like, I don't know, I'm an asshole. I don't know, because I'm an asshole. She also like says the same thing about when we see her on screen, like Telling Christina Kelly that she swears on her mom and her nephew, niece and nephew's life. And she said she watched that show with her family and she had to apologize and everything. I don't know. Like, it's not real. <laughs> someone's like, I swear on my mother. It's not real, guys. It's not real. Like, if he's lying, you don't get to go stab his mom. I don't, I don't know if we need to apologize. Like, you do need to apologize for bringing them up on camera or maybe for lying or just being a lying sack of shit on camera or whatever. But, like, I don't know. They know you. They know you're kind of lying. <laughs> I don't... I, like... What I'm saying, though, is that... What I'm trying to say here is that I don't think her parents and niece and nephew or whatever were like, oh, Kristen, were you... What, what, did you lie? <laughs> I don't think that happened. I think... <laughs> I think they were just like, okay, it's fine. Just don't swear on my life or anything. <laughs> I, I maybe I'm I'm weird on that. I just don't think that was like a, a huge deal. Um Yeah, we don't talk enough about how Jack saved those texts from Kristen. Because he did have the text saved. He screenshotted them. And how come Stasi didn't find them when she went through Jax's phone? Or did she go through Jax's phone? I would assume Stasi would go through Jax's phone. They're probably right in the pictures app from a screenshot. And they ask why Jax did that, and Tom says it was for leverage l later. And ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's why. That's why he did that. Because so Jax is like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just decided to save them. No, you saved them so that later on when you got mad, you could be like, Kristen fucked me. <laughs> um, Tom is really mad about that public execution that Stassi put on for Kristen. And if, and... As Sheena said, the fact is every person there knew it was going to happen. They just didn't tell Tom and Kristen. And, like, I see it both ways. Stasi actually starts her a white woman crying at this point. Like, legit. Why are you being mean to me? Like that. And, and like, Stasi. And she even gets off. She, like. I'm hesitant to say this, but it, feel, it felt like fake crying. Because she even, like, she leaves the stage and she's like pauses and goes, I can't. And it walks off. It really felt fake. Um, but I see it from both sides. From Stassi's side, she's like, 
I did you a favor. I exposed the fact that your girlfriend was fucking my ex and I let you and I let you know about it. From Tom's point of view, you could have called me, bitch. You could have told me, why did you invite me to a public place and embarrass the fuck out of me on camera? On Like, I mean, thank God for us that she did it. But, like, he's upset that she did that because she was on her high drama kick instead of, like, just handling it the way I would handle it because I'm a good guy. I'm just that type of guy. <laughs> I can see both their point of view. I can just see. I, I understand. Um, Kristen wasn't the only one humiliated that. Tom was too. Uh, and I probably wouldn't fuck with Stassi either. But that's fine. Like, I'm not friends with Stassi. Stassi was friends with my ex-girlfriend. And she was dating my ex-best friend. So, yeah. It's fine. I don't ever have to see her again. I don't ever have to go to her birthday party again. I mean, that's what I would do. That's not what these people would do because they're on a TV show. But you understand where I'm coming from with that. I'd be like, yeah, she's a bitch, but whatever. Um, as we wind down, they talk to Jax about the way he like aggressively did not have any feelings about what he'd done. And I'm like, no, he had all the feelings in the fucking world. But he's just one of those people that when they feel guilty about something, have to come up with a reason to be mad at you because anger is easier to feel. So when they feel ashamed, they somehow make it some affront to themselves that you did to them. And then they can be like, oh, oh, she thinks she's a good person, but she did this. And then and then they can let that feel them. That's what he did. It's not that he, he doesn't have feelings. He was like, I'm not an emotional person. Yeah, you are an emotional person. You're an emotionally stunted person. You, you have emotions. Um, he was crying with Stasi all the time. Everyone pointed that out. But that's more about something he did and he wanted. And he was lonely now. And Jax was putting that protective shell around himself with anger. He was making, he was constructing it out of anger so that he could be like, he didn't even say he was sorry, apparently. He never said he was sorry. And uh, I know I just like, I'm, I'm about to backtrack because I just said that like, we don't need Kristen to say she's sorry. We don't need Kristen to write a four-page letter um, to Stasi about how she feels. We don't need that. Because no matter what she puts in a letter, it's done. So save the ink, you know? Um, apparently, she wrote her an eight-page letter, letter and never mailed it. And and she's like, Stasi's like, well, you should have mailed it. And Kristen's like, um, well, I'll mail it now. And she's like, I shouldn't have to ask for that. And I'm like, oh my God. But I, the what, the reason I think this is different is because Kristen has expressed remorse. She said she's sorry. She's explained why she did it. Essentially, what she decided was that she's crazy. That's essentially, she's an asshole and she's crazy. That's what she said. Um, we should dig deeper into that, Kristen, why you did this. Uh, you did it because it would hurt Tom. And you wanted to hurt Tom really badly. You were really mad at him. And you wanted to hurt him. Um, or it could have something to do more with yourself and about self-sabotaging things. And it could be, it, there are all kinds of reasons, but like, they're, they're not, there's not going to be any like complicated reason 
like in a trench coat that shows up and we can be like, that's the villain. And when we rip off the mask, it's going to be you. That's what it's going to be. The reason has something to do with you. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, so Kristen has expressed remorse. Kristen is, is sorry, but Jackson's not even, even apologized ever. And what's that about? Jackson's gone through this world doing like terrible things to people. Uh, Kristen and, and, and Tom were talking about the fact that he's in LA with them. It's because in Miami, he burned so many bridges, he had to fucking leave. And yeah, I bet he does that everywhere he goes. He just burns bridges. And I think that not apologize, well, apologizing when you can manipulate people into doing what you want is one thing. And not apologizing, not admitting fault is another way that he does things like that. I don't know. Um... Jax didn't watch the show, so some of the things they're referring to, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even remember happened because he didn't watch the show. But they talk about when Tom, like, punched Jax and did his line that he practiced in the mirror at least eight times the night before. Um, and Tom was like, and you know, I'm such a good guy. I'm such, hold on. I'm such a good guy, man. And, it's, and you got to go from the man. And so I'm such a good guy, man. And because I punched you in your forehead, the hardest part of your body. I could have punched you in your eye or your nose or your mouth and done some real damage. And also when you fell on the ground and you were stuck in between that couch or chair or whatever, you, your life must have flashed before your eyes. Because I could have really done some damage while you were down there. I'm like, Tom, I don't know. Jax has got some real fucking problems. And people like that. You don't want to fight them. <laughs> you don't want to fight them. I saw a TikTok where, where it was right before uh, Memorial Day. It might be Memorial Day weekend, because the guy was in line. He was he was he was in he was in line at the drive-through with Burger King, in a car. And while he was in line at the drive-through with Burger King, a man rode up there on a bike, a, a, a look like a little girl's bike, and and jump hopped him in the Burger King line. First of all, you ain't you don't belong in this line. This is a drive-through, and you ain't driving. Two, he said the dude was wearing Air Force Ones. Three, I think he was like smoking a Newport. <laughs> and, and the guy making a TikTok was like, "Listen, I can make a big deal out of this, but that motherfucker is on a little girl's bike wearing Air Force Ones and smoking a Newport, and he ain't got nothing to lose. I know that right now, <laughs> and it's a holiday weekend, so you know what? I'm gonna let this ride and." I feel similarly. Jax has nothing to lose. The way he was smiling and wiping his face on that tablecloth where there was blood all up. Jax has nothing to fucking lose. He has nothing. And so I don't know if I want to fight with Jax. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Tom, you're such a nice guy. That you're like hitting people and not in hard parts of their body so they don't have to be hurt. Like really, you don't want to fight. I, he does mention that, like, that's part of the reason he was yelling at Jax at that, like, public execution, that, like, Jax knew all this was going down. He could have easily just been, like, why didn't he take him aside? He's, like, Tom has the right to be mad at everyone at that, at that. Everyone there. Because supposedly they're all his friends. Like, I'd be pissed at Schwartz. Schwartz, why didn't you tell me? 
Oh, I couldn't. Bubba told me not to. But by the way, Schwartz isn't at this reunion. He doesn't have. He's not on the show as much at this point. Um, he's he's a friend of really. He's only on the show when he's with Katie or with one of the dudes. But here's the thing. I know he gets paid more to be in like. Was he ever even in the opening? How was he in the opening? He doesn't work there. Maybe he was in the opening. I don't remember. But obviously get paid more to be on these scenes and everything. Maybe he was always had like a friend of type contract and he just got paid per scene, which is understandable. But um Imagine how hot Schwartz would be if we never like got to No, I was gonna say if, if he just stayed off if he just didn't really ever get on the screen, but we already seen seen him uh, dump a, a drink on Katie's head and then call her a moron later and like all kinds of like okay never mind never mind never mind never mind never mind, never mind. um <laughs> they remind us that uh, I just I only want to talk about this because they remind us that uh, Jackson Kristen never kissed the whole time. They just basically just ran up on each other and smashed each other's genitals together. <laughs> and I only want to talk about this because I put in my notes, how Julia Roberts of you guys? <laughs> um, yeah, they asked who initiated it, and Chris was like, Jax, like, obviously. And apparently Chris, Jax told all of them that Chris had initiated both times, and now he's saying he thinks it was both. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who to fucking believe. Y'all are both liars with paint all over your hands. I don't know. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I don't I don't have any other notes here. I mean, the thing about the reunion is that we're going over things that we already seen and we've already talked about. And I only want to talk about new stuff. So a lot of this other stuff, I'm just like, eh. I don't care about that. Like, Sheena getting married, Sheena getting engaged. She knew that she was getting engaged this year, obviously. And as some of my guests have pointed out, she wrote the script for her engagement. Um, so, but people think that she's copying uh, Katie because Katie said, I'm practically engaged. Like, what is practically engaged? Not engaged. Single. Single. That's what it is. Um, I have a boyfriend. That's Single. <laughs> Single. <laughs> and there are no legal contra- legal and spiritual contracts between you and that person. Uh, they can change in a heartbeat. Not that like getting married means that you have to stay with someone forever. That's not. I I'm, I'm get that divorce, girl. That's I, go ahead and do it. Just file. Just go ahead and file. But it takes a lot. Long, it ta- you know to untangle your life from someone you've been with a long time, whether you're married with them or not takes a lot of stuff to do and if you're married to them you also have to get that legal component or or and or and or spiritual component depending on what your what your practices are so like it is a little extra it is a little a little something more but as we found out from tom and Kristen, like just living together for five years is 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 very it's you know you got a lot of entanglements there so how do i feel about this season of buy pumpkin um, I liked it. I, like, I, I was not looking forward to doing Vanderpump Rules at all. The, the weeks leading up to it, I was, I was actually like, I don't want to fucking do this. But, 
mostly because I knew I was going to have a guest all the time. I was like, I don't want a fucking guest. But <laughs> I enjoyed the guest I had. I just want to, you know, shout you guys out and say thank you for, if you're listening to, uh, thank you for coming to the show and helping me throughout the season. Um, did I find my joy? I think it's Sheena. I think that's what it is. I think, I think I am someone who loves a lovable dumb dumb, And I don't know how lovable Sheena is all the time. But, uh, I, I found her to be entertaining while I watched. I found her to be a breath of fresh while I was watching it. You know, her being the birthday princess and like, basically like, come up here and have a drink with me. You have to stay here. You can leave Katie. Like all that. I don't know. I, I guess I enjoyed that. Um, we're going to have to officially add Kristen to my list of scary things along with 50 Cent, Roaches, and Nuns, uh, and Marky Mark. Don't tell him I was calling him Marky Mark. Please, God, do not tell that man I was calling him Marky Mark. Um, I just forgot what his name was real quick. I just, Marky Mark. Uh, and once again, I want to remind you that the reason I am scared of Marky Mark is not even the hate crimes. It's the fact that I think he played that character a little too good in fear. I think that's who he really is. The truth is, I didn't. <laughs> I think that's the first time I ever like saw him in like long, like in any kind of like long form. Not that I didn't know that song. I remember once I was on a babysitting job. Uh, I used to be in this babysitting gang when I was in middle school. Okay, uh, it was like a real hardcore gang. I was the number two in the gang. It was like the babysitters club, except we threatened people a lot. Uh, I was in it for the food. She, she just the bitch that taught me how to like eat uh, Doritos and cream cheese, okay? So, like, I was in it for the food. She could, she could bake cookies anytime she wanted to. Like, just feed me. That's all you got to do with me. So I was in this babysitting gang, okay? I can't go into a long story about the gang. We did some stuff. It was fine, but we made money. Um, just imagine if Claudia Kishi had, like, a really bad attitude and would, like, shake people. It was just like that. So one night, me and the head gang, me and the, the leader of the gang, we're, baby, we're doing a two babysitting uh, group. Uh, babe, uh, two baby, We need two babysitters on the job. So we're there. And I will never fucking forget that we just like had a really good time. And we put on Marky Mark's Good Vibrations on fucking repeat for like three hours. Why? <laughs> Why would we do that? Those kids were probably calling CPS because why the fuck would we do that? <laughs> we did it. Um, but, like, and I don't really remember him in those ads where he used to pull down his pants a lot and stuff. I don't remember that. Um, so I think the first time I ever saw, like, the first time I experienced Marky Mark in, like, long form was that fucking movie and I just decided that's what he was like and that's and I to this day I don't care how many fucking movies is in I don't care wasn't he in Transformers or something something similar like that I don't know doesn't he make action movies or something oh he was in that movie Instant Family that my foster kids made me watch <laughs> I don't watch shit with Marky Mark in it but they made me watch it it was okay I should do a review of that movie cause it was mm. <laughs> It was, there were lots of true parts in it. And there were lots of parts. I was like, girl, what is this? Um, and at least Tignataro and uh, Ma, I don't remember that lady's name. 
she put the poop in the pie on the help. You know who I'm fuck I'm talking about. And she's she's my favorite. She's she's the she's the main character and the the titular character and Ma, uh, which is my favorite gif of like Ma watching people get in trouble, like nodding her head towards them, like yes, this is excellent. That's my favorite one to use, because that's how I experience life. I'm just like yeah, yeah, I love when people get in trouble. Anyway, so they're in this movie. I'm glad they got a check, uh, but other than that. So besides instant family, fear is the only way I really know Marky Mark. And I just believe that's who he really is. He played that character too good. Think about it. Think about it. When he was hitting his chest with his fists so he could beat himself up. So the guy from CSI Miami could, uh, could his, so Reese Witherspoon could be mad at the guy from CSI Miami and be like, you beat him up. You beat him up, dad. And like, like, you know, uh, that finger banging, that finger banging scene, I activated something in me, but then immediately after that, they had to jump off like a bridge or something, or I should rewatch this fucking movie, but then he just got real wild and crazy. Was he living like with a, with a, with like a, uh, like a transient gang of young men that like. I, I need to rewatch this movie. I have not seen this movie in a very long time. But, you know, that's who I think Marky Mark is. And that's and nothing you can say. Nothing. Nothing you can say to me <laughs> could change my mind. But, yeah. Uh, wow. Tangents on a tangent on a tangent. <laughs> I, Kristen is officially added to my things I'm scared of a list. Okay? And, you know, I don't want to cut my face with a box cutter or call the police on me and say that I, I'm... I'm a wall from the military. I don't want that to happen. Anything else I learned from this season? Jax is a vampire. And he's been alive a long time. And when he gets upset, that's when his that's when we find his lingo back from when he was alive in the twenties as a gangster. When he was like, Sweetheart, you're not innocent yourself, sweetheart. Like <laughs> So that's interesting. Anything else? No, I think that's all I learned. But let's say, you know what? You know what? Just give me a second here. Just give me one second. Because I'm about to get off this fucking fucking podcast. I am tired. I need to. It is about to be midnight. Y'all gonna want this uh, in a couple of hours. Some of y'all. I just, I, 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 I feel like I believe you guys look at this in a couple hours. But I don't know. Hold on. Season 10. This is Say Goodbye to Season 10 of Bye Pumpkin. Okay? Until next time. Toodles.